This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, now in our sixth season looking at the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. My name is Mikey Pensy-Smith, this is the flagship show and today my Blues crew talking about the Blues game against crew is David Diamond and Craig Fimbo. How are you both? Good, Good. thank you very much. And I'm guessing you were both members of the Blues crew back in the day? No, I've got to say, after, probably after, I'm embarrassed to say after my time, but I'm sure Craig must have been probably. I don't know if I don't know if I ever was. To be fair, I think I just had like a membership um, in those in those um, plastic orange plastic um, oh, older yeah. things. I think that was as much as I got. I don't think we we ever splashed out for the the full kit and caboodle of a, of a mascot or junior blues. Junior blues, that's yeah. I was a junior. I was a junior blue. Then it became the blues crew. We used to get to meet the players at Christmas time and. Uh, we used to go to Totally Brilliant and you could get signed signed pictures and then obviously they get left around and people just pick up your signed pictures. You don't even, <laughs> you, um... you even... You even have a chance to be, become mascot, don't you, Mikey? <laughs> yeah, although <laughs> my, my, <laughs> my mascot appearance came a few years after I left the Junior Blues, I think. <laughs> I was a senior Blues but... We're taller than 50% of the team. That's yeah. unbelievable. All, all but Jason DeVos. But yeah, so we've <laughs> already gone back into that embarrassing <laughs> my, story for me. My, um, boy, my boy was a mascot, actually. I know we're going uh, a bit off top of you. Um, I used to have a friend that worked at Ipswich. And for one game, they didn't have anybody to be mascot. So he gave me a ring on like the Monday. He said, does he mind doing it tomorrow night? And it was a derby match under Mick McCarthy. I think it was it nil-nil. It was freezing cold. It was like the coldest match of the season. Anyway, what all he remembers of the day is, apart from getting a hug from Dave McGoldrick, was how hairy Brett Pittman's legs were. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and this is this is why you should be a mascot later on in life, because you remember more of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I yeah. could give you a full play-by-play. Um, Craig, this isn't even the most exciting video call you've done today, is it, I gather? 
No, no, um, can't say too much. But yeah, we I had a had a chat earlier on today um, for an hour or so with a with a former Ipswich player of a certain era um, who, yes, safe to say is still a v- very much involved and very much an Ipswich Town supporter. But yes, yeah, so hopefully in the next few days, week or so, we'll uh, we'll have a bit more news and and yeah, it should it, it it'll be a good listen, I think. Excellent. Yeah, yeah something nice. for us all to look forward to. Um, let's talk about the news and, and another man, um, a former Ipswich uh, star who is still a supporter of the club is Kieran Dyer, who's officially started his new role as under-23s manager this week. Um, Paul Lambert was asked about this in his press conference on Friday. Um, he said the vacancy needed filling and Dyer knows the club well. So, yeah, really glowing stuff from Paul Lambert. That was a bit of an odd comment, though, wasn't it? The vacancy needed filling, did it? Yeah. Yeah, there was some strange comments about Nash. um, He's he's sort of moved. Suggesting that Lambert doesn't need a scout, but... I'm intrigued to know who made the decision. Who who made the decision yeah. that Dyer was required and you know offered him the job? I'm assuming it's a Leo Neal Evans appointment rather than a Lambert appointment. I I just mm-hmm. wonder whether we're actually getting some sort of succession planning put. Well, in place. yeah, that's well, right. that was going to be my question. So, yeah. do, do you both think that he is potentially being groomed to be our next first team manager? Well, maybe he's... not in the short term. But... Well, he's managing the 23, so. The answer, I guess, would be would be yes. I mean, he's no, he's made no secret. Dyer has, has he? I mean, he's got obviously all his coaching badges, and he's obviously you know the, the you know he must have picked stuff up from there with great managers he's worked with. Um, and um, but <laughs> well, what well, does it allow me? I don't think it does really. But what what he has always said, if he ever did go into management, it'd probably be with his great mate um, Craig Bellamy, who's at Anderlecht, I think, at the moment. Yeah, um, Vincent Company. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that would be that would be an interesting combo. But no, great. And, and as Craig said about the former player he was speaking about um, too earlier on, you know, still very passionate about the, you know, local lads, still extremely passionate about the club. You know, as as most ex-players who we've you know, known or speak to seem to be, but especially Dyer. And I mean, you you also have to look at Dyer's comments that came out this week, and um, which was, I think we should mention Andy Warren's brilliant piece on. Um, on um, you know on on 2000 um, you know just the um, again die speaking out about the final how yeah great for the team who's been there but secretly so so jealous and gutted, gutted. It wasn't yeah. out there on the pitch mm. yeah even even though he was in an England tracksuit so set to play for England at Wembley a couple of days later <laughs> yeah um, yeah yeah so Lambert will maybe need a lot of uh, negative results to be relieved of his duties. Um, but on Wednesday, we found out that he did have a negative result in the form of his COVID test. Uh, so he was back on media duty, which we all know that he enjoys during the week. And ahead of the game against Crew, he had some words to say about Luke Wolfenden. Um, this really is a deja vu for me because he's come out again and said that Wolfenden needed to kick up the backside. Dave, Wolfenden has obviously found his way back into the side now. Um, are we a better side with him in it? Yeah, I think so. And I think we'll get one obviously to yesterday. I think it sort of showed ultimately it's it sort of showed yesterday, I think. Yeah, if we're gonna if we're gonna persist with with this passing style and, you know, passing it short from the back, keeper getting it to the centre halves, yeah, he he's uh, we've we've said all along, you know, he's gotta be in the team because he is the he's the best footballing centre centre half we've got. So he needs to play. Um 
kick up the kick up the backside. Odd one, I don't know. You know, maybe perhaps he does come across. He's not nasty in any way, is he? He doesn't come across like that, and he he comes across quite quite I don't know, laid back. And you know, maybe that's uh, that's where Lambert's coming from with that. But obviously, we don't see them. We don't see them train, do we? But mm. yeah, perhaps he, he needs to be more more chantry, less East Bergholt. Yeah, How more assertive. That, more assertive. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, he was interviewed, wasn't he, by um, Brenner at the weekend? I think I listened to it. Um, was it post? Must be before the match, actually, in the in the lead up to the match. And he was he seemed to be a little bit confused and bemused by the comment. You know, Wolfenden was bemused by why mm. he would he's being singled out by Lambert as having requirement for a, a kick up the bum. So yeah, I think he's he's as confused as uh, everyone else. But if it just serves to you know if it just serves to boost him and and you know you know actually spur him on, then fair enough. If it's a little bit of Lambert psychology. Yeah, don't know. And and to be fair to Wolfen, he said him, you know, he said himself, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in a position to be going knocking on the manager's door because we were winning each week and keeping clean sheets. Yeah. It was just a case of biding him a time and bits and pieces like that. So yeah, yeah, it doesn't look like Lambert's got that one badly wrong um, because it wasn't like we were none of us were like really calling for Wolfenden to to come back in until at least after the first defeat. Um, but I think we're all in agreement that it is is good to see him back in the heart of oh, the defence. Yeah. yeah. Um, on Friday, we got some injury updates with James Norwood and Tristan Nydam back in training. Uh, Skews, Vincent Downs. Vincent Downs, did I say Vincent Young <laughs> and Downs are still a way off, though. Dave, which of these injured players do you think would make the biggest impact in the team if they was to come back in, let's say, I, mean, I think I think right Mills, Mills made a big thing about it yesterday and it's clearly Downs, isn't it? A fully fit Downs would really just slot in there, you know, if he is, you know, going to play, you know, Dezel and Bishop, what well, he is playing, Dezel and Bishop, yeah, he's crying out for someone like Downs, really. Um, I was a bit surprised that Hughes perhaps didn't come back yesterday just to add a little bit more bite and a little bit more physicality in there. But again, Mills said again yesterday that Downs is more than that. Downs is box-to-box as well as he breaks the play up, loves a tackle and can do the box-to-box stuff as mm. well. So a big miss. And what, what it was interesting, Mills said, in his opinion, and I don't know if you guys heard it after on radio stuff, I, I stuck with it for once yesterday afterwards. He said in his opinion, there's two quality players at this level in our squad. And it's Downs and Stephen Ward. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, they're both they've both proven that they're very good at this level, whereas a lot of the other players haven't haven't really necessarily done enough. I mean, for yeah, Vin- yeah. Vincent Young, I think he's a top yeah, no, I mean, league but, one player, but he hasn't uh, been able to enough prove it over enough games yeah. has he? And he Ward, I think he's, he's looking at Ward fit. you know he's looking at Ward the player that's played in the championship and obviously the player that's played in the in, in the Prem as well you know mm. and international as well yeah Craig would you would you agree with that one that it's downs or would you would you maybe go for James Norwood because we're looking a bit short on options up front no I this think is down- talking, this is talking about a fit and firing James Norwood yeah, I think Downs is the obvious one, isn't he? Downs is you know, he just makes he would just make us. He would just start, he would just answer a lot of questions of that central midfield, wouldn't he? In one foul swoop, as Dave said, he does more than one job in there, and it would allow Dizel to concentrate more on what he does best, and allow Bishop to concentrate more on what he does best, because he you know he pretty much is almost two players in one, isn't he? Um, I'm just exactly. about KV White, Vincent Young. It's over a year now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It was South End, South End away last year when he when he went off um, with his groin and we haven't seen him 
since uh, over well, a year. Known. He did play pre-season, didn't he? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, he played, he played away at Tottenham. Um, and he played away at Colchester. And then just and broke down again. Same injury. I've just lost track of it. Is it same yeah. broke down with the same injury? Is it? Is it, is no, it it's not his Achilles, Achilles now. this time? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you know, he's he's played nine matches for us. It's just <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. And, and you, the the difference he made. I appreciate Chambers has done brilliantly so far this year. So we haven't really missed him too much, have we? But you just you know, what, he was what outstanding. He, he was just a different yeah. level, wasn't he? Absolute different level. With a goal threat as well, for Christ's sake, you know. Um, but you've almost forgotten about him, how good he was, really. <laughs> and you're quite right, Craig. I think we should. Chambers has done excellently well in that. He's really surprised me. I think I said this last week. He's done brilliantly well at right back. You can't knock him, really. No, but absolutely not. Uh, Ch- Chambers, obviously, was previously played at right back by one Mick McCarthy, who is now back in management. Uh, came really out of the yeah, left of field, this one. He's taken over at Apoel in uh, the Cypriot Premier League. That's a decent gig if you can get it, isn't it, Craig? Yeah, I'd imagine he's he's down the down boots at the moment, stocking up on his Factor Fifty. Um, <laughs> yeah, nice nice little retirement gig. I'd have thought. Yeah. Before he... Is it, is that what it is, guys? Is it, is is this sort of um, move yeah. semi-retirement or you'd, you'd think so? Swan song in the sun, unbelievable! What a gig you're right. What a gig that is. Fantastic. Good luck to him. Yeah, I'd you'd imagine, think I'd, so, wouldn't you? He's, he's, I'd imagine he would have, you know, would jump to the chance of managing again in in the championship, but it just hasn't. Yeah, you know, his time sort of passed. Him and Pulis, that sort of type of manager, I don't suppose are particularly fashionable anymore, are they? So, you know, he's he's been given the opportunity, and Christy, Christ, why why not? Absolutely. Yeah, good luck to him. Absolutely. So, is he taking? Is he going to take Terry with him though for his Friday <laughs> Friday afternoon striking uh, sessions? <laughs> You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? Those yeah, two te- goes, tearing it up in pair, Cyprus. Yeah, in their speedos on on the Uzo. <laughs> I'm going to go in the wrong place there, aren't I? <laughs> what do you drink in Cyprus, Dave? Um, on Uzo's like Greece. I've, I, do you know what? One place I haven't been to Cyprus. I, I reckon it's some form of Uzo. It must be. Surely, surely it travels. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Incidentally, getting back to golf, they're playing the old European tour there. That looks really nice this yeah. week. Yeah. Aphrodite Hills. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> So even when we're on air, Craig, you have to. Uh, you can't get away from it. <laughs> Who's your pick for the Masters, Craig? Uh, Ian Woosnam. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Is he still a thing? He probably still plays. Don't know. Probably, probably if, if he hasn't sort of retired, I'm sure he still qualifies to tear up at the Masters as he won it. Probably, or I'm sure you almost get a lifetime exemption. So. Might be a good shout, about a million. Yeah, yeah. Punt, probably. He pr- yeah, he probably gets to play, doesn't he, and ends up get, missing the cut on about 50 over par after the first <laughs> round sort of thing. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, one team who, well, I, don't, I never know how to describe it in football. Would he be over par or under par? But any, anyway, the Ipswich women's team are doing brilliantly, aren't they? Let's, I'll try and ignore that attempt at a golf analogy there. Dave, they, they only won 3-1, only won 3-1 against oh, no. Norwich. Um, but yeah. <laughs> They've been averaging third, about third qualifying oh. round of the FA Cup. Um, so yeah, real potential for another big cup run. Because was year. it not the cup? That was a bit bizarre. It was, wasn't it? Because it was the actual. Was it not the women's cup, the final cup final today? Finals yeah. Afternoon, yeah. Yeah, and the team uh, that knocks Ipswich out oh, last yeah. season oh, it was. was Manchester City, yeah. who. So they got knocked out by the best team in the. There you go. Well, that was the, and that was ten nil, wasn't it? And they've been winning games ten nil this season as well. And they didn't they won the last two like ten nil or something yeah. ridiculous? Certainly one or two. But always good to beat them up the rudders, GB would say. So uh, yeah, that's always uh, always a good result to see. 
Happy days. So let's let's move into Saturday's game and a blast from the past as Crew Alexandra rocked up at Portman Road. Um, let's talk about the Ipswich team first of all. We stuck with our usual four-three-three system. No surprises there. And there was just one change from the team who rather unimpressively won against Gillingham during the week. Uh, Craig's favourite, Alan Judge, coming in for Jack Lancaster. Would you have made more changes than this, Craig? If so, what would they have been? Or do you think that one change is about right for an unimpressive win? Yeah, I wouldn't have made that change, to be fair. Um, a bit like Dave, I'd have had Hughes in instead of Judge. Um, you know, I, I was thinking earlier on about what must Hughes think. You think, well, Downs is out, so you know, there's a chance I might get a game here. Nolan's out. There's a chance I might get a game here. He's not even getting in when Downs and Nolan aren't available. You know, mm. Alan Judge wasn't... He wasn't playing in the number 10 position. He wasn't playing the advanced midfielder. Bishop was playing the advanced midfielder. He was literally sitting just alongside Dezel. So he was there as a, a bona fide central midfielder, which is, you know, what Hughes has built his career. And it just seems that it's a, it reminded me a bit of like youth team football, where the, the manager's son is, is desperately trying to get his son into the team somewhere along the line just to get him a game. You know, he's played more positions in that in that any formation than anyone else in the team. He's in a four four two he's probably played both wings. In a four five one he's played number ten. He's played wide in a four three three. He's now playing central midfield and yet we've yet to find a, a position that um particularly suits him. So I wouldn't I wouldn't have had Judge in. Um, appreciate that in the end he may have contributed to the to the goal we scored. I probably wouldn't I'd Sears I think has been struggling a bit recently as well. He's he's all a bit huff and puff, isn't he? I know he's not your cup of tea at the moment uh, Mikey in terms of his finishing prowess but he's just he's not really adding much and he's making Edwards then therefore play, play out on the right on the yeah. right yeah I don't understand mm. why Edwards isn't having got man of the match at Blackpool scored two goals and got an assist he's now barely played on the, in the mm. on the left since so yeah I, I wouldn't mind seeing him seeing Bennett's play or maybe Lancaster play a wide role to allow um, Edwards to play on the left and maybe Lancaster or Bennett's on the right Mm. Um, that'd be my that, that, when Lancaster came on, he came on in midfield, didn't he? No, it was quite late on in the game, but he didn't come up. He didn't come on out wide, did he? I think he came on for uh, Bishop. Was it Bishop? Yeah, Bennett's came on as well, didn't yeah. he? Um, I think he came. I think he came on for Bishop, didn't he? Because there was a surprise. Because I'm sure I was expect. I was just expecting Hughes automatically to come on, and suddenly Brenner says, "Actually, it looks like Jack Lancaster's coming on." Well, okay. Um, yeah, I'd, yeah. So Hughes may be slipping even further back down the <laughs> down the pecking order. But he, he hasn't been brilliant this season. No, he has no, not. no, no. He's been but off the yeah, pace a bit. The, he's the physical presence that maybe maybe we've been lacking a little bit. I'll just go through the crew team. Some pretty unfamiliar names, but <laughs> as we found out, a decent decent team of footballers. Uh, the name of their goalkeeper obviously ah. stood out, William Yaskalainen the son of Bolton and Finland legend Jussi Jaskalainen. Yep. So he started in goal. NG was at right back. Beckles, who was at Shrewsbury last season. Offord, not Orford, centre-back. Pickering was at left-back. Then it was a midfield three of Ainley, Winter and Lowry. They seemed like a decent midfield three. And then it was Dale and Kirk, either side of Mandron. You don't see many teams playing anything other than 4-3-3 at the moment, do you, in League One? No. I don't think you see many teams play quite as well as Crew did at the um, 
and also and also negate us playing playing yeah, as well, didn't they? Not, not only did they not only play did they through play us, it well, play through they, us uh, around us. They stopped us they playing it, through. didn't they? They stopped yeah. us from doing it. Yeah. Mm. Is the is the is the crew footballing philosophy still at the club? Do you think? Do they still so play football in the same way as what they crew? did? Yeah. yeah very much so. On the evidence of what I saw yesterday. Yeah. Very much so. Blimey. Yeah. Like really yeah. good. And you know, every player seemed comfortable. You know, say Beckles perhaps aside, every player just seems so comfortable on the ball, didn't they? You know, absolutely. You know, good movement. But like a lot of teams we've played this season and, you know, surrendered a lot of possession against, just no real cutting edge again. Mm. That being said, Thomas Holy did have to make a couple of decent saves. Oh, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I thought Holy had his best game I've seen him have today. And probably I think everyone would agree with that. I think he was in the team of the week again again for like second. I think he made the team of the week against Accrington a few weeks back. So Holy was outstanding yesterday. I mean, he has his critics, critics, but he was brilliant yesterday. Yeah, Holy made a couple of... It saves that you'd expect him to make in the early stages of the game. And Craig, you've said recently that Holy doesn't seem to make many saves that you wouldn't expect him to make. But in the 29th minute, oh. he certainly did, didn't he? Yeah, exactly that. And you're exactly right. And that, that's ex- what I've been saying for the last couple of weeks or the last couple of times I've been on is that Holy will make the saves that you expect him to save. He's a decent League One keeper, but he won't make the saves that win you matches. But he did at the weekend, didn't he? And he made that, the save you were referring to. The move from Crew started at left back, and it worked its way over the pitch to right back up the up the field to right wing, back over to the left wing, um, and it was what's the name of the guy who's playing left? Uh, Kirk, wasn't it? Very impressed with Kirk. Kirky lad, tall, yeah, tall blondhaired fella. Um, he played a one-two, didn't he, on the edge of the box? It got crossed into the far post, knocked back into the six-yard box, and Holy's already sort of spreading himself before the guy gets to the gets to the ball. And uh, yeah, that is that is a a match when you say what sort of save that we've been uh, waiting for him to make. And as Dave was saying about crew and the, the start of play, they, they were just, it was just triangles, wasn't it? All over the pitch, they were just playing triangles and one-twos and it was just really nice to watch. And that was just a perfect example of, of how easy it is to, to do it if you do it right. Were we, were we just a bit off it, Dave, do you think, in the first half? Or was it just a case that they were better than us? They were better than us, really. I don't think we just didn't have the ball, did we? <laughs> really? You know, and, and every time they... I think the difference was, I'll tell you what, um, the week... Just, sorry, just track back a week to the um, the Lincoln game. Um, a couple of weeks ago now. I've lost track now. Anyway, the Lincoln game. And um, I... Um, first half, I listened, I, I set it up, set it up, and um, but I had the Lincoln commentary on. I didn't know until Rich told me there's a little button down the right-hand side you can press and get that, get our away commentary. And they were laughing at us. The Lincoln... I don't, I don't even know who this summariser was or the, or the player. I don't know. Some of Tomo. It was Tomo, but I don't know who Tomo was. And they were laughing at our style of football, saying, well, this is just passing for passing's sake. Because... And, and, and two or three times we did it, and they were just absolutely ripping it out of us. Because he said, well, hang on, they're both 20, 20, 25 passes all along the midfield, back, you know, centre-half, midfield, right, you know, all along the midfield. And their forward players haven't touched the ball once. And then mm. it's gone either it's gone back back then to Enciala or Holy for a big hammer it up to launch it. And they were laughing at our football, saying, well, what's the point, almost? You know, just can't really work out what the, what, what, you know, what the plan is here, you know. And that's a difference with, with crew. There was a purpose, wasn't it? And as Craig said, they just play through us, round us, through us, um, triangles everywhere, really come up on the ball. I like the other midfielder, Lowry. He painted some really nice pictures, I thought. Um, and um, 
and yeah, I just I just thought, yeah, they were really just miles better than us. We were off it slightly, but they were really good, really good. Mm. As, yeah, Dave, that... as, as Dave said, he, we were missing downs, mate. Just someone in there just to disrupt you, just to from you know get stuck I... in for God's sake. Do you know what? I heard too easy to say though that that I that's think what... so. I That's what my is. Sunday team does. We always yeah, say no, when, we, when we've been outclassed, we point at who wasn't so, there. That's so the, you say, you, the you default. Say that today. Craig's right. You say that. I just heard Roy Keane, which he would summarise Man U afterwards. Man U, Man U, Arsenal, and he said the big difference here is no one smacked anyone, and he yeah you know, openly said it. He said you know we just watched them play around us, and no one really you know what really needed was someone to kick someone up in the air to say look you're not going to do this, and we just yeah we didn't. And Downs, Craig's right. Downs went, you know, not saying because all over the park they were doing it, not just perhaps in, in the central area, but yeah, Downs would have got amongst them or someone like that and just basically, yeah, on their back side. It sets the tone. And it will, the, the gentleman I spoke to earlier on today was talking about it and the captain that he had in his team saying that <laughs> if the chips were down, this guy would just clean someone out and it would set <laughs> the tone. It doesn't necessarily need to be a, a shot or a, you know, something that just needs something to spark. The team what? say, "Well, hang on. If 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 he's getting stuck in, then I'd better start pulling my weight as well." Tell you what, more than anything, I said to my son watching the game yesterday, "What would have been interesting yesterday had there been a crowd there yesterday watching that because they absolutely outplayed us." All right, we went in half time nil nil, but we didn't have the ball barely, barely had the ball. Um, yeah, they they were good. They were good. Don't don't knock it. They were good, and they've gone so to so. And again, it shows perhaps they haven't got a cutting edge. They've gone toe-to-toe, I think, with Lincoln. They lost 1-0. Hull lost 1-0 at Sunderland or Portsmouth. They lost narrowly too, they, which shows to me they just haven't quite got that, that end product, which clearly they didn't have yesterday. Although, as you said, the keeper played well. Beat Doncaster, didn't they, a week before? Was it week? Well, yes, yeah, they won at Donny, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, after Donny, just after Doncaster dismantled us. Yeah, that's true, yeah. I, yeah. Bet, I bet that was quite a watchable game, that one. Yeah. Against oh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're really... They're, they're really Watchable. What was the, the, the move? The, I said the tone early on, the one wide play. Was it Dale who absolutely done Edwards earlier early on? Yeah, Dale was on the right wing, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. No, they, yeah, they, they were good. They're nice, nice to see. Good, good to see. Yeah. And again, um, probably a bit like the Gillingham game. You know, well, later on in the Gillingham game, but we could have had no complaints if we'd have gone in two 0 down at half time. Certainly, certainly behind at half time. Mm, yeah, the crew, the crew manager said that if it was a boxing match the ref would have stepped in after the first 20 minutes. I mean, that's, that's the second time of the week where the opposition manager has made comments along those lines. But this time, I think everyone's in agreement. Justified, yeah. Evans was a bit, mm. a bit over the top, perhaps. But yeah, no, he, he had it spot on, probably but there, they, yeah. Then taking, taking the boxing analogy a bit further, as Davis said, they're probably two, you know, more jabs than there were knockout punches, and that's probably why they yeah. just fall yeah. down, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, Hawkins did have a jab uh, towards goal early in the second half. Maybe a, a sighter cross came in. He got his header on target. He was yeah. really quiet in the first half, so it was good to see him at least get in the box and get a chance. It and was, then, it as was, it, it happened on the yeah, hour mark, day a second. Sorry, God. Yeah, that's right. I'm teeing you up for teeing you up for our goal on the hour mark again. It was Hawkins in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I mean they just fell asleep, didn't they? Short corner and. For once, really good thinking, I guess, by by Judge. Um, um, what left down the Sabobi and um, yeah, really good thinking. Just just you know, played it infield to Ward and just opened up the angle for the cross. And it was a hell of a good cross, you know, good delivery in swinging um, with pace. And um, yeah, you'd, you'd you'd hope Hawkins with his size. And for once, he he did got there um, ahead of his marker. And yeah, keeper was static, had no chance from about six yards. Yeah, 
there was talk like Chambers might Chambers celebrated quite as if he'd scored it, didn't he? But no, it was obviously Hawkins' goal. Um, yeah, um, probably undeserved at that point. Well, sorry, what I was trying to say, we'd certainly come out the second half with a bit more purpose, hadn't we? We certainly had. Um, well, we needed. Yeah, needed Ward, Ward was getting up the pitch, wasn't he, down the left? Yeah, he was, and I think by that time Bishop had certainly had a couple of really good, really good positive runs, which again, as as, as Craig said, sort of. You know, sets the tone, sort of thing. So, yeah, we were probably at that stage, second half. We were in the uh, in the ascendancy, weren't we? Mm. But just going back to Hawkins, Craig, do you think he needed that goal just as much as as we did in that game? Yeah, he probably did. But and and you said he wasn't great in the first half, and nobody was particularly great. But he was just suffering from the fact there was no one within. 20, 20 yards of him was he you know even if he was winning a header there was nobody running onto it and even if he was holding it up which he didn't do particularly well or often he, there was no one there to lay it off to either was there we were just so so deep but um, yeah no I, I'm, I don't mind Hawkins he gets a bit of stick um, but at the end of the day you know, we, we signed him as a as a mid-table League One team on a free transfer you know we're not expecting to be signing uh, Ibrahimovic are we so you know he played the right way, he lets other people play, as was shown in the first half a dozen matches of the season. Mm, absolutely. But if you were hoping that goal would bring us back to life, you'd have been disappointed. We just never really kicked on from there, did we? And crew were the, crew were the better side. Uh, Holy had to make another couple of smart saves late on. A really good clean sheet for Holy. We held on for the 1-0 win. I'll just quickly mention the subs. It was Jackson that replaced Hawkins on 69. Lancaster, as we mentioned, came on for Bishop in the 80th minute. Keenan Bennett's again coming on very late for Freddie Sears. We perhaps would have... I mean, it's, it's. I guess he's an attacking, inexperienced player. You maybe don't bring them on that early in a 1-0 win, but again, he only got six minutes. I was impressed with Jackson when he came on. He looked very lively, didn't he? He was looked you know, back to full... Full sharpness. Yeah. He was sprinting around. He was closing them down. He was got down the got down the left and got a decent cross on at least one occasion, didn't he? I, I was really impressed with you know what what little he did do. He did did really well. I thought obviously obviously got the standard book in for Jackson, but yeah, he did he did do well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So one nil is how it finished. That's now five games at home that we've played in the league. Five wins, nine goals scored, and we're up to second. So we can't be too. Fortress. Fortress. and gloom because we never had a decent home record last season after, well after the first month of the season did we so it's good to be grinding out these wins and we hope that that's a good sign rather than the repetition of last season and we and we hope it's not because there's no home crowd there don't we <laughs> yeah yeah because that would mean that it's actually completely our fault that we didn't go up last season <laughs> well i mean i think sometimes I think... you have to look at yourself guys I think that would have been interesting that, you know, that first half if a crowd had been in yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Been ed- edgy at best, I would have thought. But. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. 
With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Just talking about the um, the clean sheets... I've been really impressed with McGuinness. I know we've been talking about Wolfenden early, earlier on, but um, you think McGuinness is 19 years old and he just looks just looks a nice footballer, doesn't he? He's, yeah, he's composed. He's got such a spring on him as well, isn't he? He's, he's headers, even from a standing jump, you know, he's getting high, he's commanding, he's obviously you know, comfortable on the ball. Was, yeah, very impressed with him. And, and was it mentioned, I can't think it was on the, on the radio or not, the combined age of our two centre-halves was 41 yesterday yeah 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 it's almost pretty old is it oh <laughs> the two fullbacks almost double that almost <laughs> don't they incredible yeah. no it's great to see it's, he, he, he looks a proper player doesn't he, he loves it loves a tackle you know yeah. as you said great in the air composed on the ball good signing really good on no, the I face of it i don't know if either of you listen to the peter crouch podcast um you do get the occasional pearl of wisdom in there from peter crouch he he said that most teams play with um, one centre back who is the Buffalo and one centre back who is the Gazelle. There you go. And the Buffalo wins all of the headers, so he'd always try and stand on the Gazelle. Is there maybe a danger that we've got two Gazelles playing centre back, or or could McGuinness be that that Buffalo? Yeah, I think I think he wins his fair share of headers. I think Wolfenden does as well. They're obviously not you know a gnarled old. Warhorse centre half, either of them are they? I don't think um, you know, either of them particularly look forward to that. Do, do you think that they could handle a, a big centre forward? Like, let, let's say Ellis Harrison, who plays for Portsmouth, who's pretty, oh, pretty lively. big. They were, up against, they were up against Mandron at the weekend, and they were They'd up against the, the guys from Gillingham the week before that. They're no, you know, they're no slouches. They're not shoot, shrinking violets, are they? Any of those? They're pretty textbook League One strikers, you'd, you'd say. See what, see what happens on Tuesday night, I think. There might be a step Enci- up. Enciala's a buffalo, isn't he? Probably he's a bison. A bison. <laughs> or he's a bison. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference between a buffalo and a bison? <laughs> you, can't there, wash, you can't wash your hands in a There you go. No, no, no good in these times then. Uh, Mark Beck uh, was quickly in with a Twitter question after the game saying, an awful performance, but a win nonetheless. I'll get to his question. Can you recall a time in which town have played so poorly but came out on top. If so, can you give us our best alternatives? Uh, yeah, probably against Gillingham. Yeah. <laughs> or, or this, <laughs> time last, this time last year. <laughs> I, I did have a little look at the fixtures from early last season. And I don't think there was any at home where we were quite as bad as we well, were against Wimbledon, Crew. were we not that good? I know we yeah. scored late. Was we, that... did, we did create a few chances. Nor, yeah, Norwood missed a one-on-one and we 
we did score. Oh, yeah, Norwood. Yeah, Norwood was going for his one-on-one stage, wasn't he? You've got to try and think of a period of time where we were constantly, you know, consistently winning matches, and that sort of narrows it narrows the field down. Somewhat, yeah, I've, I've got one written down. I've got Go on. Q- QPR at home on Boxing Day in oh! 2015. Chambers scored a late winner. But yeah. We dreadful that yeah day. we were that's a, yeah, a good shout yeah that's a good one yeah but there must have been a few in between um but yeah i hope hope mark enjoys those answers uh mullet asks if we're going to play judge as a center midfielder do we have to adjust the game plan for far too many players to make it work his roving looks far worse when so many others are not expecting him to drop yeah. deep etc is there a position which suits him at ITFC? And I'm just going to jump in and say, we all thought Judge was going to play in the number 10 on Saturday, didn't we? And it would yeah. have been at least, at least we could have had closure whether he, <laughs> whether he can play in that position. I think we, we said before it. the start, I think I piped up and said, I didn't, wasn't Judge, oh yeah, Judge. And he's, someone said he's playing and he's, you know, in the role he should be playing. And I think I said, yeah, didn't he play that role against, was it Accrington last year when we turned them over 4-1? And it was, you know, I mean, they weren't particularly good, but we played some really good stuff. And that's probably what I remember was Judge's probably best game in a town shirt, even to date, probably. And I'm sure he was playing 10 then, but yeah, to see where he lined up yesterday, as, as, as Craig said, most of the game he's like sitting alongside Dizel, and I just didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't, didn't understand it, really. He, he as, as Mullet says, he, he just affects the way we play and just disrupts so many other he's positions. Got no discipline. He's got no discipline. Mm. For a position of discipline. But for a guy of his experience, they just don't, I just don't get it. I just don't get why he hasn't got the discipline, or... If he hasn't got the discipline, for God's sake, make sure you're affecting games and scoring goals and setting up hatfuls of chances to you know, compensate for the fact you're not where you, where you should be. But he's, he's not been, doing either. He's been disappointing. He's been disappointing as judgy. Yeah, I've got another Alan Judge question now from Tristan Ashby. What does Judge bring to the team? Runs around waving his arms a lot, but does he hurt teams? He did get an assist yesterday, didn't he? He did. And that's good thinking. That's a quick then. thinking. Yeah, but he, other than that, did he hurt them yesterday? No. Did he influence the game yesterday? No. If you're going to take the majority of free kicks and corners, eventually gonna... you will be, uh, you know, you will sling a decent one in and get. A, on that point, on that season. point, can I suggest Freddie Sears perhaps watch his match of the day two tonight and watch James Ward prowls? <laughs> Why you want uh, Freddie Sears back on free kicks, do you? <laughs> no, not particularly. <laughs> but if he can take them like that, I'll have him back on free kicks. Right, <laughs> Almighty! Wow. Yeah. Brilliant. Is it, would, would you be tempted to put him in the England team, Dave, simply because of his set pieces, do you think? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not, he's, we're he's not strong in midfield. He's probably fast in five, Freddie, yeah, hasn't it? It's too late for him, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Good God, those two today were unbelievable. And what I love about those, I mean, they're both in the same spot. You've got to love that. Mm. Brilliant. FPL tracks, so I think this is a little bit tongue-in-cheek. With lockdown coming, will Oxford, Shrewsbury and Burton vote for points per game this time? Yeah, it's un- unlikely that Wickham will do, I wouldn't have thought. No. Another tricky question from Jack Saunders. Why do we look more and more ragged and incoherent every week? Is that is that fair, Craig? Um, yeah, I don't, we haven't looked particularly ragged. We just looked ineffective, haven't we? And, you know, I'm, I don't know, am I willing to just... Give them a throw them a bone in that. How much training are they actually being able to do at the moment? Playing all the time midweek and then at the weekends. Is it just is it just recovery that they're being able to get under their belts rather than actually play and you know sorry 
you know, train formations and patterns and things. But it's quite alarming that we started off well and we seem to be already being in a, a decline, albeit you know, results aren't yeah. really... We were, ne- we were never brilliant, though, early on in the season, but but we kept saying we're creating chances in games now. Is it a concern to you, Dave, that we're not really creating as many chances? I think it is. Um, you know, Dizel's the one, you know, as much as anyone wanted him in the team and he's had a run and he has, a, you know, he has, he, he's done, he's done well, but I just think he should be affecting the game more, you know, he's, he's too deep and sometimes I think it's an easy, he gets an easy ride, doesn't he? You know, it's easy to play those balls, you know, and he's it's really, you know, you know, get your head up, take a look, the passable square or passable back, you know, we need to see more of him passing those balls, you know, that he's, we know he's capable of between the lines, but then, you know, we've got, you know, we've got to get him in the right position. He's got to receive the ball in the right position to do that. And he just, last few games, he's just, for me, he just hasn't. I think no, I that's think not necessarily his fault, but he just, no. we haven't got him to that position. Yeah, I think he's been let down by the, oh, I agree. One of, one of his fellow central midfielders, at least. I, I don't, you know, it's just that other role than, than Bishop, isn't it? Bishop's doing fine. Now, I, think, I think we nailed it tonight. We, we are missing downs big time. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Indeed, and it sounds like, yeah, we'll be missing him for a little while, quite yeah. a while to come. Yeah. Dave Gore, playing poorly but beating mid-table teams, but struggling versus good teams. Deja vu, anyone? I mean, we've, we've kind of already covered that one, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. Can any of the panel convince me of anything but a 1-0 defeat on Tuesday <laughs> at Sunderland? Yeah, it could yeah. be 2-0. Yeah, two, I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> for 2 or 3-0. Yeah, I was going to say 2 or 3, actually. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, but again, it's, it's, just, it's weird, isn't it? Like we're top or joint top and you're going to these teams and I'm not expecting anything. You know, I'd be delighted with a point. Absolutely over the moon with a point on Tuesday. If you were, if you were offered a point, would you oh, take on the it. bus? Oh. Well, it's, was, funnily it's enough, weird, I was, sorry, sorry, funnily enough, this morning I was watching my boy play football and there's a guy who was over playing walking football and he's a Sunderland fan who I know. We've got a funny little enclave of Sunderland fans in my town. Um, and he came over and had a chat saying, oh, big game on Tuesday. I oh. said, oh, God, yeah, I said, we're playing yeah. bloody awfully. He goes, well, we're playing bloody awfully as well. He goes, we're, we're slow. We don't move the ball quick enough. We're playing poorly, but still managing to win games. I think, well, hang on a second. That's us, not you. So I don't think he was particularly looking forward to a, a rip-snorting match. But, you know, fans are the same, aren't they? It just goes to show that, you know, they think they're playing poorly. They think they're doing things too slowly. They've got a stubborn manager who won't change the team. Yeah, is this just what League One looks like when you're near the top? <laughs> <laughs> is yeah, it, is this what so. Wigan did a couple of seasons ago? Probably is. Perhaps. Probably is. Yeah, I quite look forward to Sunderland game because um, oh my my old mate Tommy is summarising Tommy Miller. Oh, so are yeah, we? Uh, are we? Are we? Any uh, how's he getting team, to the game? Yeah, he's going to be TT man. That'll be that be good fun. Just talking about Tommy Miller, you see the um. And harking back to crew, that six four match and the goals that we scored wow. in that uh, yeah. right foot and left foot. And that left that left footed pass yeah. he just put into that far corner was just no, a yeah. little yeah. goal, wasn't it? Underrated player, very underrated player. Yeah. yeah. And if you haven't listened to Dave Diamond's Tommy Miller interview, it is available. It's one of our recommended videos, I believe, on our YouTube channel. Uh it's all you sure you can also find it on your podcast provider. It's a really good one that. Mrs. Nuts asks, why do we make average teams look like Premier League? We don't, we don't have the answer to that one. I think it's a bit harsh on, I think it's a little bit harsh on crew, actually, because, like, you know, technically they were just very, very I good. I think maybe, maybe Mrs. Nuts is looking at 
their results so far this season, yeah, where, they, where they are in the, in the league, yeah. they are an average. Yeah, yeah an well, they are. Yeah, the results would say they are average. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, yeah, we won't. I, I don't think. I mean, the games I've seen so far, they're the best football inside I've I've seen by a long way. You know, and, you know, throw Lincoln into that donk. Caster were really yeah okay four one but Christ Almighty the mistakes we made that night gifted gifted them sort of two or three but mm. um, I don't know it was the same it was the same last season it is deja vu it was exactly the same last season wasn't it, it what was. what 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 other teams what other teams seem to be able to do is stop us from playing <laughs> the same the same way that they're being able to play so why is it that crew can you know push push up push up on us and put our defence under pressure and Mark Dezel out the game but us playing the same formation and system can't do the same to them in the other no, other direction right, eh? uh, mm. it's one that one that needs to be worked out James Chidwick we've spoken quite a lot about Luke, Luke Wolfenden already in this podcast but I thought this was quite an interesting suggestion Dave do you think Wolfenden could play as a, as a CDM we've gone back to that CDM <laughs> abbreviation Craig that we like so much um, he could offer some protection and be a ball ball in a midfielder obviously we talked about how good he is in the ball but there's quite quite a big difference I don't see it no you can't, no. You can't see him maybe no, 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 I, don't, I don't see it no not really no I see him as a yeah if we, like I said earlier if we're going to persist with this you know this style of football I see him being essential to, to staying really really where he is and he, he was better yesterday wasn't he you know, Craig's right I thought that certainly second half when it was all all hands to the pump sort of thing I thought those two centre halves stood up really well didn't they really really well stood strong as well so no one want to see him move could he do it Possibly late, you know, in, in, in as his career develops, but but I wouldn't want to see him at the moment. I don't think he's probably a bit just, too. He's probably a bit too big. He's not agile enough, is gangly, he? I don't think. Gangly, yeah. Gangly. Yeah. I always found central midfield hard. <laughs> just don't, don't don't have the wing mirrors for it. <laughs> I'm, I, and I am comparing myself to Luke Wolfenden in there because he is lanky. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I don't think I'd, I'd let yet to see Luke play a half volley pass like you did, Mikey. I tell you what, I've yet to see that. Good player that he is. <laughs> Lovely. So I, I did just think, um, Craig, speaking about central midfield, and we've spoken about Emma Hughes, do you think that maybe there's a chance that he didn't play against Crew because he's possibly going to play against Sunderland and Lambert doesn't trust him to play two games in four days? Do you think, would you expect to see him come in on Tuesday night, perhaps? Yeah, I think so. You I would expect to, or um, like, I'm not asking if you'd like to see him, but would you, would you expect Lambert to play him there? I would, I would yeah. expect. I can't. I, I wouldn't expect us to play against Sunderland with the same midfield three we we played against Crew because no. it's just far too lightweight, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and whether because Brenner Brenner seemed to be going on and on about the fact that Dizel was not going to play the next game or Bishop wasn't going to play the next game. He seemed pretty set on the fact that one or the other of them wasn't going to play. Um, Do, you so whether, to cup? Do you think he means a cup? Yeah, he might have been. The, yeah, he might have been the weekend. I um, the cup. So yeah, but, he, but Lambert just seems to want to play judge regardless so maybe bishop will bishop will drop out and hughes yeah, will come I, in. I, yeah I'd, I'd like to see hughes in there with bishop and um bishop and dezel on on tuesday and let's yeah. let's have a have a bit of a go at him have a go at him mm. they would, they would, they would, you, you would think well mind you they've got the weekend free haven't they you wouldn't think they'd be putting much of a team out so it may be that we'll again play our relatively strongest team and sears will play again and edwards will play uh, again and Sunderland, knowing they'll have the weekend off following it, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so I, I was in the pub this afternoon and I had to leave early because of the podcast and my mates Edley and Tom Resch asked if they could put a question into the podcast and they eventually came up with, should Ollie Hawkins be modelling his game on Shefki Kucci or Jamie Scowcroft? What do you think, Dave? That's that's real pub talk, that is. About How many had you had by then? <laughs> I, I was on the Diet Cokes most of the afternoon, but yeah, they'd had about seven or eight. Well, wouldn't you like him to model his game on, on James Scowcroft? I mean, yeah, I, I, um, James Scowcroft was, um, I, again, I think for me, an underrated Craig Mo agree with me on this. I think quite an underrated player actually. You know, what a, you know, he could play that target man role, but what a touch he had as well. Awareness. Clever, clever footballer Scowcroft. Sorry, who was the other one? The other one Shefki Cooch. He probably doesn't have the pace for no, he probably doesn't have the, have the pace, but that'd be a great combination, wouldn't it? As, as, you know, as, a, as a one player, sort of have the, that, the pace and the, and the all-round sort of aggressiveness of Chef Kikuchi and the touch and awareness of, uh, mm. of Scoey. Yeah, that, that'd be good. Yeah, a combination yeah. of the two would be good. What yeah, at the moment, I'd say we had it. probably Darryl, falls. Darryl Murphy, can you think of any others, Dave? Like, from what big, what big target men? Like yeah, a, yeah. I suppose you go back to Trevor Wymark. I don't. Right, think... No, no, you don't. No, you, you wouldn't compare him to that. But yeah, well, yeah, I suppose. But no, Wymark, it was goal scorer though. Hawkins, I don't see oh, great, great as you said, got off the mark yesterday. But do you really see Hawkins being a oh, ten goal? So, I, I must apologise to our listeners for <laughs> for putting Trevor Wymark in the. In the conversation there, yeah, a bit, but that's almost ten amount of points. Steve Whitten in there, for goodness' sake! Like well, that look. is what kind of what I was fishing for, actually. <laughs> yeah. He was he was never really a target. Only needs only needs Davy when he had he got ten out of ten in Match Magazine for a centre forward performance. I think that was pretty much the, <laughs> most of the time he was he was out wide. You got that behind you on the bookshelf there, Wizard, Craig. Wizardry, wizardry out wide, wasn't it? I wonder if um, I wonder if um, <laughs> there it is for obvious. Mitch Mitch Davray is a bit of a. Um, <laughs> Uh, he, he, he wow. wasn't overly uh, prolific blessed with goals a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a lovely delicate way of putting it <laughs> yeah yeah they're right yeah that's pretty good yeah really good yeah good target man um, yeah brought others into play and Hawkins is Hawkins is you know even at times yesterday was one of, once or twice yeah first half he's starved of the ball just didn't see it and no one getting up alongside him but a couple of times yesterday when we were struggling to get out he, he did hold it up really well and you know, either bought a foul or bought bought players, you know, bought people into the game. So yeah, you know, I haven't got a problem. I haven't got a problem with that. However, I think I'd like to see him up front. Uh, four four two, no, I'd like to see him up front with someone like Jackson alongside him mm. at some point. It'd be it'd be interesting to see if if Jackson can play that role. If, but we obviously need to just you know reprogram ourselves about playing it into channels into his feet rather yep. than to someone's head. But I so say I was I was really impressed with him yesterday. No, he, you're right. He ran the channels really well, didn't he? And um, yeah, he, he once or twice he held it up really well. Jackson, Excellent. I've got quite a long question here from Ipswich Regilo. If you had a pound for every time Paul Lambert said Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, how many pounds would you have? I think that's a rhetorical question. Yes, it's a busier schedule than usual, but that's what footballers love doing, playing football. I'm tired of hearing him whinge about it. Players have the best pitches, best facilities, best treatment, etc., etc. And in truth, I've not heard many players complain so far, only the manager. Surely players enjoy playing all of these games when it's and when it's a two-week international break, we then hear about being caught cold when we come back. So it sounds like Football Regila had a few things to get off his chest there. 
But it, it, as far as I'm aware, it's the same for every team, isn't it? Aren't, isn't everyone playing <laughs> Saturday, Tuesday, and with far, far smaller squads than we've got to cope with it? So, yeah, shut up. Man, but just go I would pull pull him up on the fact that saying that we've got the best treatment. I'm not entirely he, sure he that did, so. he did actually put in brackets uh, usually. <laughs> yeah. So he wasn't. Yeah. So he's saying that most teams do, but maybe some others don't. Okay. So Sunderland are obviously up next. Tractor Boy Pete wants our predictions for the team selection and formation. I think it's going to. He's going to stick with four three three, isn't he? And we expect Hughes to come in for Judge. Any any one else for anything else? Oh, Sears maybe. Do you think getting a rest, Sears? Bennett's to come in, perhaps. I just I, I just think he'll keep it as it was. Yeah, he'll bring yeah. Hughes. He'll bring Hughes in for one of Judge or Bishop. And yeah, then everything else will stay the same. I think. Oh, yeah, injuries permitting. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll guess. Yeah. Okay, and the last question is from Adam J. Williams. If you had to spend lockdown two with only one member of the current Ipswich squad, who would it be and why? Cole Skuzigate, you're decorating done, wouldn't he, Dave? Cole Skuzigate, you're decorating done. Do you know where I'd go? I'd, go, I'd tell you what, knowing what, knowing, seeing his place and seeing the facilities, I think I'd go to Chambos because you get really well looked after, wouldn't you? Like he's looked after, you know, as academy players. Miss, miss, him and Mrs. Chambo looking after all those academy players. Three square meals a day and um, generally nice place to live in leafy, spoiler alert, Tudnam village somewhere. Spoiler um, alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, after would, today's uh, show, there'll be location, location, location. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, um, I think um, yeah, uh, yeah, around at Chambo's would be really nice, I think. Yeah, and a good old boy as well. Excellent. And Craig, uh, Steve Witten. I'm guessing. Yeah, don't count. That don't count. Well, he, well he's, he's over in uh, Mallorca or somewhere, I think, so the, the weather will be nicer. Uh, I'll, I'll, do, I'll take Norwood, because I'll just keep him on the straight and narrow. For yeah, a, that, that, that would be my be choice. I'll, I'll go for Norwood. I, I imagine he's got some sort of decent virtual golf set up somewhere in the house, and, yeah, I could try and feed him healthier food uh, <laughs> for, the, for the next few weeks and see, see if it works. Uh, drive, I'm not drive sure. Around, drive him not around sure. for a couple of weeks. Yeah, not sure how Norwood would feel about having to live with the likes eat, of us. Eat like a, <laughs> not, sure, not sure how he'd feel having to eat like a professional sportsman, I thought you were going to say there, Mikey. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So thank you all for your Twitter questions, especially Edley and Tom in the pub. I'll just quickly go through the other results and have a look at the league table. So Sunderland, who we face on Tuesday, won 2-0 at 10-man Gillingham. Rochdale and Bristol Rovers 1-1, Burton 1, Blackpool 2, Peterborough won 5-1 at Shrewsbury to go top. Uh, I mean, they're just free scoring Peterborough every year, aren't they? Portsmouth lost 2-0 at home to Charlton. They looked like they were maybe on the way up under Kenny Jacket, but obviously not. Johnny Williams scored there for Charlton. Joey Barton's Fleetwood 2-0 against Oxford United. Milton Keynes drew 1-1 against the real Wimbledon. Swindon 2, Hull 1. Wigan 2, Northampton 3. And Doncaster, as we mentioned, I think we mentioned, yeah, Doncaster beat Lincoln. So the top 10 is sort of taking shape now. Most of the teams that you'd expect to be up there at the end of the season are, are already there. Peterborough top on 22 points and a positive goal difference of 10. We are second with a positive goal difference of nine. Then it's Lincoln with a positive goal difference of eight. So there's three teams on 22. 
Hull are on 21. So that's four teams at the top averaging more than two points a game. Charlton have only played nine games. They're also averaging more than two points a game. Uh, Sunderland are fifth and they're averaging exactly two points a game. So lots of like normally we'd expect two points per game to guarantee being right up there at the end of the season. But it doesn't look like it's going to pan out this time. There's, There's maybe a bigger gulf between the top teams and the lower teams. Um, and yeah, Sunderland have dropped out of the top six. Then there's Doncaster, who seem to live in eighth spot. Fleetwood in ninth. And Plymouth, they're having a decent decent season so far with Frank Nublay in tenth. Not uh, Oxford are rock bottom, aren't they? I think they're third bottom. I might be wrong. I've only got the top ten <laughs> in front of me. Do you want to get out? They are, I've got them here. They're, they're bottom. Yeah, they're bottom. They they've, are got, bottom. they've got a couple of games in hand, to be fair, on some of the teams around them. But yeah, Wigan and Oxford are both in the, in the bottom four at the moment. Mm. Okay, so now time for some plugs. And please, if you've enjoyed today's show, please give this a like on YouTube, if that's where you're watching us. Leave us a comment. Ask us a question if you didn't ask on a question on Twitter this time around. And just make sure that you're subscribing as well. It does make a big difference for us. Follow us on Instagram at Blue Monday Team. Um, we'll be back. I say we'll be back. Blue Monday will be back for a live stream after the Sunday game on Tuesday. Please join in with the live chat. It makes it so much more enjoyable. Dave, Craig, is there anything either of you two want to plug? Uh, yeah, I'm making my seasonal debut on the Naked Football Show on Wednesday with G. Graham Blackburn. Lovely stuff. And that that comes out on... Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it goes live. Yeah, on, yeah. When, Wednesday nights. It's normally out. Yeah, lovely stuff. Any anything for you, Craig? Uh, other than just yeah, keep your eyes peeled. So hopefully in the next week or so, we'll have a another one of our our interviews airing. Um, and I say it's just from a slightly different era to what we've managed so far. So yeah, hopefully people enjoy it when it comes out. Excellent. And uh, can I have your predictions for Sunderland as well, please? Nil to nil to. Nil two, sorry oh, two nil. Is that away sorry. team? <laughs> um, no, Sunderland. Um, you know, I'm going for a bold one-one. That would be really good, wouldn't it? It would be brilliant. A hard four one-one. Mm. Yeah, I'm going for one-one as well. Alan Judge free kick. <laughs> Alan James Ward Prowse styley. I'm going to go really rogue here, guys. <gasps> we haven't we haven't reached the hour yet. Do you want to do two little ducks? And this is. The Ipswich versus Crew 6-4 game oh. from the mid-noughties. Oh, no. God. Uh, I don't know if you've got pen and paper ready. What, when, when was the game? What, 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 year, what season was it? It was... It was Joe Royal, wasn't it? 2003-2004. Tommy Miller. Duh. <laughs> yep. Uh, two thousand and three, two thousand and three, two thousand and four. Darren Curry. No. <laughs> you already? already. I think he came the following season. Oh four, oh five. Oh Christ! Two three, yeah. two thousand three, oh four. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He did. I noticed David Wright played for Crew, didn't he? That yeah. I saw in the highlights. He was, he was captain for Crew that day. I think he was playing centre half actually. Yeah, Dave. Do you want to keep going? I'm out. Um, Pablo. Yeah, Pablo's there, scored. Yeah. Scored a lovely goal in the second lovely half. Lovely goal. Yeah. Coochie scored a lovely header, didn't he? Good old power, powerful header. Mm. He did indeed. He scored two, didn't he, that he, day, actually? There was ben, a, a um, future, Darren, future Darren England ben? striker playing for 
The opposition. Dean Ashton. Correct. Benty. Oh. No. No, Darren Bent not in the squad. Away off John it. McGreal was playing. John McGreal was at. Did he get? A, was an own goal he scored? Or he was at fault for one or two of the goals, wasn't he that day? I think. Yeah. Only because only I watched the highlights. Yeah, he wasn't the yesterday. only. He wasn't the only defender who played in the 2000 playoff final for Ipswich. Although he didn't play as a defender in that playoff final. Naylor. Yeah. He. It's, you know, I know Dave was talking about the um, the documentary. I know, and I know David Johnson hasn't aged much, but Rich Naylor looks good as well, didn't he? Crikey. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he looked as fit as a fiddle, that boy. Yeah. I'll just run through the Ipswich yeah. team. I've thrown this on you last minute. Kelvin Davis was in goal. Yeah. It looks like Jermaine Wright played right back to begin with, but Drissa Diallo came on. Um, Naylor, John McGreal, centre-backs. Matt Richards was left back. Then it was... Tommy Miller and his Audi TT, Chris Bart Williams, Jim Jilton, Ian Westlake in midfield. Oh, that's Kuchin and Kaniago up front. Um, Andy Marshall was on the bench with Diallo and Santos. And Dean Bowditch was joined on the bench by Martin Royster. Wow. Oh, he scored as well, didn't he? Did he he scored as well, yeah. yeah Royster so did. Like a cross, wasn't it? Yeah. Cross. It looked like a cross, but it was Martin Royster, so yeah, we'll, it may yeah, well have one. been a. He Maybe. scored a really did didn't Royce score a really good goal? It was that a crew in a League Cup game. Might have been a season yeah. before. Really yeah. good goal. So we hit it into the roof of the net and it got caught in the, the roof of the corner. net. Yeah. And you're saying about Ward Prowse scoring free kicks and two in the two in a match. He Royce did that, didn't he, in the Premier League? Was it against Bradford he scored two free kicks? Pretty much from the same it was the same one, one one free kick one free and kick. one well, Ochoa goal. He's cut in. Yeah, uh, cut, yeah. From the same pretty much the same spot of grass, yeah. though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, memory memory scoring a good free kick at West Ham. That was quite good fun. Yeah. Lovely stuff. So yeah, on to Sunderland we go. Thanks everyone for listening and watching and wish for whatever you like. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.